You die once, and suddenly you're not invisible. Explore the story of Heed, who was a corpse for a while, but is back to life and trying to learn about just what had happened, only to discover the story is far stranger than that. Inspired by manga, Alter X Artifact is a new LGBTQ webcomic for mature readers revolving around magic and political espionage. This comic features fantastic elements, gripping storytelling, and impressive visuals that pull you into the strange but fascinating world of the comic. Alter X Artifact explores themes of magic, dreams, and relationships, all while deftly weaving a compelling mystery with eye-catching visuals. You're still in time to enjoy the exciting prologue as well, but you gotta hurry over on to the website. So if you're looking for your next weekly webcomic read, you need to go to alterxartifact.com. That is alterxartifact.com. Now back to the show. gentlemen welcome to supernatural selection i'm your host kevin the bastard with me this week are mike the skeptic mike how are you doing i yeah turned in turned into william shatner i'm pretty good how about you i can't complain right now and we've got mr david davis david how are you Doing well, but I find this whole introduction highly illogical. Oh, thank you for taking the other viewpoint. And mm-hmm. we have a special guest with us this week. Please introduce yourself. My name is Nick Argenbright. I am very excited to be here. Now, we know you, of course, from ye olden times as Nick Nitro. And uh, Nick here has a... Uh, a, a I, man, that word just keeps leaving our head kickstarter going right now i believe we mentioned it last week but mm-hmm. uh we wanted to have nick on so he could talk a little bit about it now nick's also let's just say an avid podcaster <laughs> yeah um, that's a nice way to say that yes <laughs> almost pathological from what i'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> pathological podcasts that'd be a great network name that is a good network name. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about some of your uh, podcasts here, Nick. Like, what would you Yeah, like? sure. So uh, I originally started podcasting way back in 2005 uh, mm-hmm. in a podcast mm-hmm. that became The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, which is a uh, uh, it's mostly movies and TV podcasts, but we talk a little bit about comics and music uh, and, and pretty much anything nerdy or geeky uh, that we can think of. Uh, but it, it, the focus tends to be TV and movies. Um, we're uh, in between seasons right now. We're hoping to come back within uh, within the year. Uh, so, uh, but I, I love that because I love talking about movies and TV shows, and um, amongst other things. And mm-hmm. then I also have uh, an actual play RPG podcast. That one's a little bit more of a of a tough cookie editing wise. So oh, yeah. we have another season in the bank. It's just that we're slowly, you know editing through it but i don't know when that will be ready okay. to be honest with you. uh and then another podcast that i've done that you can listen to that's up um we may try to do more eventually in the future as in like a few years from now i don't know is uh 
the magically unauthorized misadventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends, which, which is just <laughs> gives me gives me a chance to do all these really weird voices that I can do from watching, you know, Bullwinkle's Musarama on Nickelodeon back in the nineties. Yeah, uh, uh, it's like. Because what's the other one? Uh, it's like once upon a time in a far off land, there was a podcast, and Nick was on all of them. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just do some of that, and then uh, I'm on a friend's podcast. It's all been on Radio Hour, um, where I also do other silly voices. Where uh, I I play a time machine. I play Captain. I don't do William Shatner, but I do like a mixture of Zap Brannigan and the Penguin from Madagascar as the captain. Which is, it's technically, if it's, this is a little bit more like Zap Brannigan, but if I just tone it mm. down a little bit, I become Captain Richard D. Kake of the Starship uh, Thrifty. Our ship has exploded a few times. I don't know what ship we are on anymore. Uh, <laughs> and then the other, the other time machine is a name, Tim the Time Machine. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim the Time Machine here. And I, ooh. And so, yeah. <laughs> I love nice. it. I love it. You have so uh, many podcasts, my friend. And, and <laughs> you know, now we're in trouble because it's me and Nick on this show, and we're going to probably end up doing a yeah. lot of voices. You know, and, and here's the thing. What I want to hear right now, and I think what everybody wants to hear right now, is a conversation between Shaggy and Bullwinkle. Zoinks, Bullwinkle, what are we going to do, man? Well, it depends how much food you got in that there fridge. Like, more than you can handle, dude. Well, I am a moose. I have a particular appetite for delicious things. You know, it would probably be easier to ride you than the dog. Well, this became a very different type of podcast. <laughs> it's how much fan fiction came to life. Oh, my God. What have you been writing? Jesus. I'll send you a link later. Mm. <laughs> don't don't share on my Kevin, account. You listen to the F plus. You know the Absolutely. fan fiction scene. Uh, oh yeah, God, I definitely know what's going on out there with a slash fix. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh boy, this is gonna be a thing. So, uh, your pot, your podcast, your Kickstarter is for a comic called excavator and i was saying last week i absolutely adore the art style it's got a very sort of a mike mignola feel at mike mignola we're doing something a little more cartoony and yeah it's fantastic exactly. well i wish i could take credit for it the only thing i can really do is i stumbled upon nil um while looking on art station okay. um and uh, and I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I have these characters. I would love to commission you to just draw them. And uh, and if possible, like if I like it, I would really like to maybe do a comic, you know, and see if our styles match up and all that. And yeah, uh, he sh pretty much uh, if you go to the Kickstarter, it's anyone can kind of look at the the background uh, behind the scenes stuff. But I posted kind of what he drew first of um of Boone, who is our lead character, and then uh, his—I wouldn't call her a sidekick necessarily, but uh, part of the uh, lead character, Ozzy. She's AKA the girl uh, with the the big freaking sword. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, and they drew that, and I was like, I, I love it, and I was like, let's 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 work together, and uh, if you want to, and he he said yes, so awesome. Um, 
Yeah, I'm well, very thankful that he just said yes to that because it's uh, it's beautiful. Now, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here because, um, you know, I, I think every writer should be able to kind of give a, a concise kind of summary of what their story is. The elevator so pitch. Can you, yeah, can you give us that elevator pitch to your comic? Yes. Uh, man, you have no idea how often I work on this uh, <laughs> because it's in my head, it's just so much more complex whenever, but you can't, you got to do this. So uh, mm -hmm. it's a story of a young Chelonian or uh, archaeologist, a.k.a. an excavator who stumbles upon an ancient alien artifact and in a chance to, he has to travel to sell it. He encounters bounty hunters, strange creatures and more. There you go. No, I like it. Nice and succinct. Now, how, how, um, now it seems to me like you're going to be doing an ongoing story. Do you have an, you have an end in mind or is this kind of like, you're going to keep doing it until. Oh, I, I do. Oh, so it's funny. I have an end in mind. Uh, and, uh, it's it's kind of a funny thing. I had an end in mind, but it was one of those things where there's so much I wanted to say that uh, it's kind of going to be a kind of a fly by the seat of our pants kind of thing in terms of mm -hmm. uh, the first arc, six issues long. Um, and we know for sure we're going to at least complete that arc for sure. Um, right. There might be other avenues where we may try to tell the story if, if you know, because producing a comic. Um, so, I mean, so Kevin and I uh, and in. in you too, uh, Dave. We we go back in terms of the the back in the days on Drunk Duck or now the Duck webcomic. Yes. Um, and I I can draw, and when I say I can draw, I don't mean well. I can draw <laughs> decent. I I can do what I do enough. Like like so, I can do cartoony characters, like very cartoony but very stiff, two dimensional. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and I don't like bringing this guy up, but I, my art probably feels akin to Scott Adams. Which is just not right, the greatest right, art right. in the world, right? Um, yeah. And and so, uh, unfortunately, I you know it makes it hard to produce a comic that I want to make look fantastic and amazing yeah. in this wonderful world. And uh, you know, uh, so it costs money to do that. Unfortunately, um, which I'm happy to pay because Neil's such a fantastic artist. I want to make sure he gets paid for his amazing work. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it can be a costly thing to do. So if we can't go past the first six issues, which we do have a, a payment plan, a.k.a. it's called credit cards, uh, help a little bit, <laughs> and Kickstarters, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> then uh, we might move to maybe like a radio play or maybe even uh, like a novel with like okay. pictures occasionally in it, that kind of thing. Yeah. But the goal is to kind of do it like a, a piecemeal we have uh, – I have like a small writer's team uh, cooked together, They're, a.k.a. my editor's who were editing me and then I just started talking to, to them like just in general. And uh, we kind of have uh, two other like volumes possibly planned out. Uh, so um, I'm really hoping we can go forward with that. But again, it's going to be, um, you know, volume by volume or arc by arc kind of decision. So gotcha. Yeah. Now I, I do have a couple more questions. I want Kevin to go because I feel like one of my questions is kind of like the nice transition question for the show so kevin you got anything no uh this is the actually this is, this is everything i was going to ask has been brought up okay so, so. um okay <laughs> yeah, so obviously like kevin and i creative individuals you're creative mike is just kind of here um oh wow <laughs> mike writes actually I, mike well, is a writer I, well that's he has the skills i'm just lazy okay <laughs> okay so um Hey, I, I want you to name three of your principal influences for this story. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, one of them is actually two, but I'm lumping them together because they're, they were co-creators. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, uh, they're oh, the creators yes. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, they're mm-hmm. a big influence on me. Uh, I would then say um, Brian Michael Bendis. And, oh, good one. Uh, and then I, and this is also, I think everyone says this at least recently in the last like 10 years, but Jeff Smith is another big one too. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. definitely. And yeah, like when it comes to doing the bone, serialized, the yeah. When it comes to doing that kind of serialized storytelling, but with like cartoony characters, like yes. there's no better inspiration than yeah. Jeff Smith and Bone. But Bone was definitely an inf- uh, one of the things that made me realize, hey, I can tell a serious story with some really fun art. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and if you think about what's great about, um, and not not to discredit Brian Michael Bendis, but because I know he can draw too, it's really more for the writing, and because I mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Scott. Scott uh, McCloud calls it more decompressionist like mm-hmm. writing. Right. Um, uh, w- so that's what I kind of borrow from Bendis or uh, I, yeah. I emulate from Bendis. But with Laird and Eastman and then also with Smith, there's a lot of love from previous artists that kind of because of that. So technically, one of the things I, I try to do in every issue is that is a thing that Kevin and Peter did, which is they would start the beginning of each Ninja Turtle book um, or try to how Kirby used to back when he had more creative control, Jack the King Kirby. Mm-hmm. So technically me doing an homage to Eastman and Laird is doing an homage to the King himself, right. which is they would start off every book with, uh, I think a normal page. When you turn the page, there would be a double page spread um, yeah. of some kind. And uh, I try to do that in every issue of Excavator. Uh, and then um, with Smith, he borrowed one of his big things, obviously, was Pogo, but also at the same time, the, the uh, Carl Barks, Scrooge McDuck, Donald Absolutely. Duck. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and I, I'm right with you with uh, Eastman and Laird because I just, mm-hmm. I'm wrapping up this weekend a uh, story that I did was very much inspired by the Fugitoid. Um, yeah. Just like visually oh, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, like, no, I like. If if you're into comics and you hear these three inspirations, you know that you're in for a good time. Right. Um, and then I, I would love to talk more about comics with you in the future, and I think we could probably arrange that with another project. Um, yeah, definitely. But um, I, I okay. So here's the transition question. So yeah. obviously, this is a, a podcast about like the supernatural and that sort of thing. There is kind of a, from what I've gathered from your comic that you're you're kickstarting. There is kind of a like a little bit of a, a mystical element to it here as well. Yeah. So are Semi-occult. you a believer? Mm-hmm. Are you a believer in anything paranormal? So that is a very fantastically heavy question, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so, I, so when I say say this, by default, I am I believe in the mystics, just because I believe in a god. I'm not like hardcore into all that stuff because right. I I because I have a lot of I, I have a lot of questions everybody a lot of questions mm-hmm. right um so I feel like I'm more like Red and Link where I feel very deconstructed about everything but I also mm. want to believe in some higher power at the same time there are other things that I also cannot explain right so that's more on a faith yeah. side of things right but then there are like scientifically there are things that I cannot I cannot explain gentlemen like bumps in the night and pictures of ghosts or or you know what i mean like weird things that that cannot be explained in natural phenomena whether it be sounds pictures and images um you know uh i am fat so 
you know, Adolf Hitler, real scumbag asshole, but he also was interested in the occult. And that in, in itself is interesting to me. Yes. Because eventually we're going to tackle that as a topic. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so like, so all that kind of stuff, I, I am very definitely interested in, um, uh, as a whole. So I would say, yes, definitely. I'm very much interested, interested in that. You know, like the, I know they kind of disproved it, like the B Bermuda triangle always fascinated me as, yeah. a, as a kid, because there's a section of the earth that you just, you really shouldn't go into. Why? Because you disappear. Cause and it's they the earth's really, butthole. It's, right. It, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you just don't go there. It's a hell mouth almost yes. in the water, which is, mm -hmm. and you know, I hate the water, not just because of the Titanic, but I've saw Jaws and like, <laughs> you know, that, that terrifies me. But I'll say the thing, there are depths of the ocean that we can't go into yeah. and there are creatures we cannot explain. Like you're blowing, it blows my mind. So yeah, I believe in that stuff. I'm open to it. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so do you have a cryptid that you particularly like? Oh man, this is a classic, but Nessie, I, I just, okay. I love Nessie. Even All though right. scientifically they keep proving it that she probably can't exist, I am just like I feel like there's some other things that well I don't know I want to believe that she that she does. Well, you know what Mike's theory is on Nessie. No, what's what's his theory, Mike? Do you remember your? I don't. It was not a serious theory. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> but still You're setting me up for something I don't remember. Can, Ghost dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> Can I just say this whole exchange kind of reminded me of was it the hyenas in the Lion King where it's bit. like oh no no Ed we 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 like to do that we like to put Mike on the spot yeah make, just making sure that he's still involved yeah <laughs> I, I but I, Mike honestly, didn't Mike this yeah. was from the. Uh, the episode where we traded places where we talked about stuff I don't believe in. And Mike was like, well, what if it's a ghost dinosaur? Yeah. And that was, that was me just like throwing bullshit. No, no, you totally believe it. You buy no, it. You, you, you bought it. You bought it. Oh, you bought sure. and you sold you drank it. The, I, you I drank the it, flavor aid. I bought it so much. I can't remember it. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. Now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how little yeah. I think of it. It's just, it, it immediately <laughs> left my brain as like, into the recycle bin. Yes. <laughs> so, so just busting real quick out. What do you guys like? I, I know it's this is harder because you guys talk about probably every episode. But what what is it that you like? Capsulate what you guys do or don't believe in, and what's your favorite cryptid? Okay, Mike. Let, let's go with you because I I I, I want you. I, we know what you believe. I believe in nothing. Mike is a Mike is a belief nihilist. I'm a nihilist. I respect that. I mean, not a nihilist, yeah, but, but you know, I it, it'd be it, cool. I think I I'm a so that sounds really kind of uh, pithy and you know boring, but I I believe in the amazingness of just you know shit that we can see and touch and feel and right and the mm -hmm. you know people humans yes. And so, do you have a favorite cryptid, though? Um, I don't know. Is it the Loch Ness monster? Is it Bigfoot? I, uh, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, is it them? Is it them uh, Big Yeti Naturals? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, considering they have to like throw them over their shoulders, from what I hear. Oh, nice callback. Deep cut. Um, <sighs> I don't. I, I mean, I can't say I have a favorite. Okay. Just because I don't really think of them that often. Yeah, he tries not to think about them because I bring them up so often. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of have to, like, you know, segregate that part of my brain. Otherwise, right. I will not be able to live. That's true. Uh, well, then are, are you two then, like, more like Mothman, Bigfoot? Well, I believe in a lot of stuff. Mind you, there's a lot of stuff I don't believe in. Uh, of course, you know me. I believe that maybe there's some kind of aliens. I don't know that they're uh, extraterrestrials or ultra-terrestrials. They could be uh, invaders from the super spectrum. Mike, take a drink. I, I, I finished my rum. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. If you've been wondering why I've been so quiet, that's because I finished my rum. Okay. Mainlining that shit. And I, I have not eaten dinner. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, you're eating dinner. You're just eating a Hemingway dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there a shotgun I don't, yet? I don't smoke enough. I was about to say, it's like, man, there's a gun nearby, probably. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's the Hemingway dessert. Yes. <laughs> There's oh. a, that's a cherry on top of the... Uh. Yeah, oh boy. That's, uh, <laughs> damn, this got dark. No, uh, favorite cryptid, though, I'm gonna go with uh, probably... It's either Spring-Heeled Jack or the Flatwoods Monster. Mm. Oh, Spring-Heeled Jack, I haven't heard that in so long. Yeah, and the reason I say the Flatwoods Monster is just, come on, man, that's a great look. <laughs> a skirt, weird claws, ace of spades behind your head. You're kicking it. So, uh, so to be honest with you, I'm looking it up right now because I've never heard of that one before. Oh, you're going to love this guy. They based a Pokemon on... I think they based a Pokemon on him. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's... Uh, that, oh, my God. That guy. Crazy. Yeah. I think we covered it within like the first 10 episodes of the show. As yeah, well. we did an episode called Owls and Poogas about him. And, uh, which explains why people, well, that's one of the explanations as to why people saw the Flatwoods monster is Owl and Poogas. Yeah. So, uh, David, how about you? Your, uh, your, your belief. I'm and... wildly inconsistent in my beliefs. Okay. Um, they change based on new input. Um, mm -hmm. Like there, there's some things that like fundamentally, I believe, like I believe there are, there, there's other life in the galaxy. Sure. Well, um, I mean, I, I yeah. That, that's kind uh, of okay. okay obviously that's not as big a leap as I just don't think they've made it here, but you know, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, from also, the super like I, I legitimately believe in magic, but I don't like think of it as like Harry Potter slinging spells around. I, I think of it as like very much kind of a thing of like, how people can inflict their will upon the universe. That's a really good it. word for it. Yeah, inflict. inflicting your will upon reality, that sort of thing. Like, I, I believe that, like, with enough thought and enough uh, attention and focus that you can kind of rewrite the code, as it were. Right. Um, you know, as oh, far as cryptids go, I want to believe, um, like, I'm still convinced I saw a goblin. Like, I've, yes. I've mentioned this before. 
Um, but yeah, as far as cryptids go, like my all-time favorite because I draw them all the time now. It seems <laughs> yes, like, like Kentucky do. goblins. I, I love the Hopkinsville goblins so much. Yes, that's cool. Well, they're adorable yeah. and weird. Yeah, well, especially well, the way that I draw them because I I make yeah. them little bug-eyed like toothy freaks. It's great. Yeah, no, they definitely look like they go. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah, the uh I remember growing up there was like the there's a oh Jesus, what was the the book Del Toro made, I think is Are You Afraid of Scary the Dark? to Scary Stories oh, to Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember they I thought or at least I thought it could they have a few of them, I thought, so I could mm-hmm. be getting it mixed up, but I thought there was a very short story about the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or something like that. Um, and I always was fascinated by that mm-hmm. because there are a lot of creatures that are extinct, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. that I watched, uh, was it, uh, Simon Whistler do a video on today. I found out on YouTube where yeah. they talk about creatures that we don't have a lot of evidence on, right? Because the drawing of them, it could be slight hyperboil, right? Just because they didn't really see it as well as they thought. But other times, it could very well legit be a creature we we just don't have. We haven't found the bones for yet, right? right? Or we like dinosaurs. We've mischaracterized the Triceratops for real. Like the Triceratops is an abnormality, I believe. It's actually like a two-horned. I, the the Toro or whatever it is is the real dinosaur. The Triceratops, I think, is the babies or something. I hmm. I don't know. It's something weird like that where it's like, okay, cool. So shit like the Jersey Devil, man, like that. Freaks me out, and it's so cool, and I love it. Um, but that's another one yeah. we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Like we we have a list, an ever expanding list. <laughs> yeah, and we Jersey have Devil's definitely on there. We have uh, topics for days. Mm-hmm. Speaking of topics, this Ooh. week it's the weekend weird, and we brought Nick on so he can uh, he can make the yuck yucks with us about this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go first because I think this is. Relevant because 18 minutes ago, this became irrelevant. <laughs> so, a time traveler, quote-unquote, predicts our future. Aliens will conquer Earth on March 23rd. Well, what time zone was he predicting? <clears throat> he didn't say, but um, we're in Central, and it's past midnight. It's already the next day. Well, I well, mean... It's only he, about 10 here, so. He could have been, like, talking Hawaii time Okay, or well, like that. David... So he's still got a couple hours left. Yeah, David, you're on lookout. Yeah, if the aliens show up, you'll be the first to know from me. Okay, yeah, good. By the good. time this podcast goes live, though... If it goes live. Well, true, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could, like, yeah. shut us down. We could be dead. Yes. Well, and if this shakes out the way that I think it will, I just want to welcome our alien overlords and let them know that I'm willing to do whatever they ask. You know, that's a brave assumption. You know what all their holes do. <laughs> I was I was trying to say, what are you willing to do for the flying car, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I love this article. It is from Marka.com, which I'm already like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's talking about like Tom Brady and Donald Trump up at the top. So, we're going to mm. just like skip everything else on this site. But... Uh, this is a very poorly written article. When George Wells, you know, the famous author George Wells, published his novel The Time Machine, again, author George Wells. Wait, wait. <laughs> they're, they're missing something there. They're missing a few things. I, I have never <laughs> called him George, and I don't think anyone else has. 
they spell wells with one e yeah <laughs> maybe one he L. was an actual friend maybe the time traveler is a friend of hg maybe. and he's like yeah me and george we tight yo <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we've had a mandela effect <laughs> so nonetheless but when george wells published his novel to time machine in 1895 few could have known the stories that were to follow in the wake of that book a lot of fables and few realities. Even the film industry has echoed this impossible idea with a lot of movies based on this fantasy that of being able to travel forwards or back in time in the 80s film Back to the Future is one of the main references. Is this one sentence? Yep. Jesus Christ. It's like, it's like my students wrote it. I know. Chat BG, BGT or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah, no, it's seriously, this is some AI written shit. <laughs> what was hard to imagine more than 100 years ago is that an influencer who calls himself a time traveler could state categorically what was going to happen, and in this case, so soon. <laughs> I, I love reading it like this, because this is how it's written. So, The name of this time traveler is Eno Alaric, a person who claims to be a time traveler and is revealed to one of the most popular social networks of recent years, TikTok, that the future of the human race is in danger as a group of aliens will conquer planet Earth. Uh, you know what? This is actually getting really painful to try to read, but uh, Eno <laughs> says that uh, today we were going to be conquered by aliens. And uh, did, he, did he say which aliens? He did not. And there's a lot of them. Uh, oh, well, wait, wait, here we go. A story like the one he tells could not fail to have an apocalyptic moment, something that Eno has also shared with his followers. According to his revelation, only a small part of the inhabitants of our planet will survive. What's more, the fact will be possible thanks to another alien, a good one, who will be known as the Champion. Wow. So, I love this. Yeah. So, um, we, we missed that so far. Uh, David is on alien watch and, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, like, I, hopefully injured cold shows up, you know, he's uh, the champion comes to save us from the space chicken people. Yeah, no, he's a champion. The aliens are the humanoids. They're coming to take our shoes. We're all fucked because <laughs> I'm not going outside barefoot. I, Hey, and if we're lucky, we'll all be part of the 8,000 people that supposedly will be chosen by the champion to yes. save humanity. Yes. But, but, bad news, everybody. I saw a special the other day that you need about 10 to 20,000 uh, of a species to not dumb it down in terms of reproduction. Oh, no, it's okay, uh, man. If it's Lanulose, they're originally from Earth anyway, so we're good. Oh, okay. okay. And they, so have they have space seers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And their laundry technology is light years beyond ours. Yeah, when they were closed, they're mostly nudists. So, it, so just to clarify, light years beyond ours, meaning that if it's a two-floored a house or two-story building, that the laundry is on the same floor as the master bedroom, because that's a pretty big flaw in designing today houses. I just want to throw that out there. All the uh, it, believe and, it or not, all the houses on Lanyolos are single story. Uh, well, the, oh, they are light years above us. Yes, they have they have done away with the need for stairs. They they definitely are not high density. You know, planning there. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, 
no horrible apartments waste. on Lanulos. Yeah, horrible waste <laughs> of space. Like there no, is no rent control on no, Lanulos. No green spaces at all. No. No. <laughs> no. Actually, he talks about it. You know what? I'm not going back into this fucking story again. <laughs> we did it for like an hour and a half last week. I'm fucking done with Woody Derenberger. Um. So yeah, we're on the lookout for the Lanulosians uh, to show up and tell us about all this fun shit and uh, save us from the chicken men. So, um... Mike, Mike, what have you got? Scarred. Scarred for life. Scarred for life! Straight out of my body and onto your plate. That's the chicken lady. Oh, yep. right. The, Sorry. The, Kids uh, in the hall. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Compliment to the chicken man. <laughs> so... I here's a problem I'm having right now. Okay. I have a story. Uh-huh. But no matter how many times I read it, I can't wrap my brain around it. Okay. Can you can you know what? See if we can. That's so, the best kind of story so for it, this show. Yeah. So it uh it came to me from a uh slash dot article of a vice article, but in Googling it there's several other articles which are more in depth and harder to grasp because it gets into science yes yeah, so i'll start with the vice article okay do that and i'll just read the headline and let, let's let me i, I want to hear your brains falling out of your heads perfect a growing number of scientists mm -hmm. are convinced the future influences the past all right this makes total sense to me actually well so it it's on a it's on a quantum micro scale. It, right. It's not gonna be like you know, say you break your arm and you're all of a sudden there's or you break you'll break your arm in the future and you know a sling appears on your on you. No, no, I understand that. It's it's not like that, but like something happening in the future sending ripples. So it's that are more detectable. Of it's in not even detect. So that's the problem. It's not detectable. Then how it's, do they know? It's more of a okay. So the it's the kind of the classic Bob and Alice experiment. Like um, they're both monitoring a. Uh, well, Bob and Alice are a typical like quantum theory stand-in thought experiment. Okay, all right. And they're they're both uh, monitoring, say, some emissions from something like it could be anything nuclear decay or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're measuring they're measuring particles. Okay. And they have several they both have several tests they can perform. Right. Well, one of them selecting one test would retroact and they're 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 separated by, you know, space. So they say they're, you know, on either ends, whatever they, whatever they're measuring is in the middle. And Bob's in one direction and Alice is in the other direction. And so whatever Bob selects to measure would somehow influence the readings Alice is getting because it's it's, it's the quant the uh the wave particle duality and right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. quantum yeah. waveform. I've seen the episode of Futurama. <laughs> is basically that, is, that like, is that called like quantum tunneling or something? It's not it's it's not really, um, but it's just kind of the, say it is a, you know, uh, oh, they're ch you know, trying to determine, you know, wave or particle. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Well, if Bob measures for waves, then Alice would see waves as well. In the past, though, because but, well, no, the, but but the, the talk, talk about it is not the past. They'd be measuring at the same time, mm-hmm. but you have to think that instead of transferring the the change transferring through space from Bob to Alice, it's actually transferring back in time to when the part the particles or wave were emitted from the source and changed it then. Uh, so their so, observation so yeah. changed it, broke so down the wave pattern. Yeah, the spooky action at a distance. It's actually more of the spooky action at a time. Therefore, it's changing at the source and not, you know, the intervening space. You know, so is Marvel Studios rewriting physics on us right now? Because I, this all sounds like shit from the MCU. This it's, sounds like Kang shit. That's why yeah. I said I didn't quite grasp it. And I could be... That that's my take on it. I've been reading it while we've this, been going. This and could be a gross inaccuracy. Yeah, it could be completely <laughs> off fucking base here. But that's kind of the the thing I'm getting at. That's the th- understanding I'm getting is that you know for a long time they've wondered how could you know these two readings that are separate be you know somehow entangled or you know seen the same and maybe it's that the state isn't being changed through space, but through time. I see. All I know is that Loki is involved and we'll be seeing it on Disney plus next year. I was going to say, I have a feeling the Joker found this out and that's how he became the Joker. The Joker pulled a cosmic boner. He gets the, yeah, no, I'll show you a giant boner. Yeah. So it's called, (laughs) called retro causality. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fucked. That's cool. That that sounds like a great album name. And yeah. uh, you are fucking boner, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Batman gets the boner before the Joker's even done it. <laughs> well, that's not really fun now, is it? All right, everybody, let's go get shiny. All right, Joker, you're fucked now. The only literally. How'd you find my other fanfic? Oh God. <laughs> God, all these people doing fanfics, I feel left out. <laughs> so, so joke, joking aside with the Joker, but doesn't it also in a weird way sound like it's not, it, it sounds like a weird way of saying it's technically the bootstraps paradox without it being the bootstraps paradox, right? Like you are somehow in the future causing yourself to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Like the grandfather's paradox or, or, or the, uh, the knowledge from nowhere thing where you travel in the past, you give Einstein the information, but so, where did it come from originally kind of thing? Eh, I mean, eh. yeah, not really. I don't think it, so, so far, um, of course there's no real, uh, since there's not information being transmitted, that's kind of one of the problems I, I, I'm not problems I have with it, but disappointments I have with this kind of stuff is that no matter how hard we try, we can't think of a way to like break fundamental physics with this. Well, and and that's something that I've noticed is like theoretical physics lately has gotten really comic booky. Yeah. So we can't, we can't use this to like instantly transfer, transfer information or anything. Mm -hmm. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, um, let's say, try to think of a, way to quantum entanglement it's it's say 
Um, I I thought I had Yilts, something, but I can't. Is anybody else got a headache now, though? Yeah, you know, I was Not just really. about to ask that. Yeah. I, I, I see think I have. I was a... thinking at it, and I, I planted it in your mind in the past. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, great. We just. Uh, I'm gonna go end it. No. Uh. So, but no matter how hard we try, we can't use this for, you know, super anything speed. useful. Yeah. You know, I can't have a quantum modem that lets me get everything at you know faster Data than the speed of light before you need it. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. just like the weird quirkiness of trying to understand the universe, and it has no practical value. It's well, just these it, weird anomalies so, that we just cannot explain. It, it has right. some practical use, but not, not as awesome as you would hope it would be right like i'm sure this has this has like quantum computing ramifications sure but it doesn't mean we can like have the answer before we ask the question right so throwing out there uh because i remember i read a little bit at the time and i'm sure more scientific stuff has been figured out but to be clear i just want to start off the movie's horrible but the book timeline by Mm, michael the book's much better it is actually really good, but they talk a lot about, I mean, half the book, because that's what his whole shtick, right, is yeah. after he wrote that ER book, uh, Andromeda Strain afterwards was pretty much, let's take real science and then just skew it for funsies and, right. you know, dinosaurs. Uh, but the timeline, though, I really enjoyed the science of it, and I looked into it at the time and remembering being like, uh, oh no, this is actually stuff they really are trying to do, right? Like, they're like real scientists that believe in quantum mechanics don't believe in going just forwards and backwards per se, right? Like, it, it, so so I guess my question is, the quantum entanglements that's happening because of that or, or whatnot, is it, because at least back then, do they do we now believe again that things can go just backwards and forwards? Or is it like a multiverse where you're going backwards, but you're not really going back to your universe. You're going back into somebody, an uh, iteration of your universe, right? Like, or am I also just causing a bigger headache? I follow none of this. <laughs> My ears are bleeding. Fantastic. Um, it so, sounds like the MCU time travel thing where it's like yeah, another universe. It, well, I mean, you know, the mini universes theory with time travel, I mean, it's one way to do it. But um, I, don't, I don't know. So... My best understanding of stuff like quantum entanglement is that while we can, we have uh, quantum computers that are and have demonstrated use of quantum entanglement and quantum tunneling, the issue is, is that quantum information somehow, we don't know why, it somehow is still slower than the speed of light. Like the propagation of quantum information. This is probably some kind of... uh, While it does not... mm -hmm. We do not know of a link between the... the, uh, Like, you know, you have two quantumly entangled things and you flip one and the other one flips. The, the The propagation of that is slower than the speed of light, but generally they're happening, you know, right next to each other. You're not like separated by miles or anything. They're, uh-huh. you know, on a sit on all on one, uh, atom trap silicon chip. Um, Crazy. so, but the, this, the propagation of the quantum effect is slow, still slower than the speed of light. 
And that's why I believe in magic because I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no. Shit. You know what? Suddenly I'm all about getting a wand. <laughs> well, so I'm a 40k orc, you know. Yeah. Red is faster. Well, yes, so the red ones faster. are faster. Well, magic is just science that we haven't figured out the uh, math for. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay. Now, don't you bitch about me buying uh, tarot cards. <laughs> no. That's the In the Marvel movies. I, I think the most interesting thing is how math continues to be the best language for uh, the universe. Sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. not, it's not spells or anything. It's math. God, now my brain hurts even worse. Uh, <laughs> they, we, yeah, I was going to say, should we move on yeah, before our heads let's like move collapse? on because yeah, I'm I've about to be... a brain break for us. Oh, great. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, a, a little nourishment for our minds here to kind of help us recover. It's like, you know, orange slices after you become 50 feet tall. Sure. So, um, <laughs> um, so okay. The mm -hmm. title of this article, this is from uh, Business Insider. Mm -hmm. Uber Eats Mystery is leaving this L.A. neighborhood with countless food deliveries, but nobody knows why and residents are over it. I, I heard of this. I, I wish I had this problem. And just this is just food. a short article. I'm mm -hmm. just going to go ahead and read through the article for free to pop in with any jokes you have. Sure. Um, but there is a food delivery mystery unfolding in a Los Angeles neighborhood. Unwanted free food from Uber Eats, bags of McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Starbucks have been arriving for weeks, but nobody can figure out why. Quote, before you knew it, the whole street was lined with bags of McDonald's and Starbucks, but nobody could explain where it was coming from, Morgan Courier told ABC7. Quote, people have been getting upwards of 30 to 40 orders. At first, some uh, residents of the Highland Park neighborhood were excited to find free food on their doorsteps, but after three weeks of endless <laughs> orders, the charm is gone. <laughs> The new deliveries have begun to, quote, haunt my dreams. Uber has launched an investigation into the unwanted fast food, but so far no culprit has been found, ABC7 reported. Some residents have also been sleuthing, according to the Los Angeles Times. They've called the number listed on the order receipts, but it was disconnected. Quote, okay. I've been getting 20-piece nuggets with sweet and sour sauce, Morgan Courier, a vegetarian, told the LA Times. <laughs> What waste to send it to a vegetarian. I had a friend who I would text, come over and grab it. And then even he said, I can't keep eating 20-piece chicken McNuggets. I've reached my limit. Sounds <laughs> like fair. a loser to me. <laughs> even though residents haven't been able to stop the orders or find out why they're showing up, it's been a kind of bonding experience. There's just been more neighborly connections over it, Kelsey McManus told the LA Times, and we've talked about doing our own investigation on it, doing a little podcast, and I would listen to the hell out of that I, podcast. No shit! The other thing is, I think if it's brought them together as a community, quit your bitching! <laughs> Me meanwhile, in Acme Labs, it's like, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm so Brian, but why are we doing Uber Eats to everybody again? <laughs> no, because I give them all the food they want, Pinky. They'll, 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 they'll make me the ruler of the world. And so when the, the champions come, we will be part of the 8,000. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What if they're vegetarian and they don't like Chicky McNugs? Chicky McNugs. Oh, God, another term for chicken I can't stand. I want to know where the money's just, coming from. That's a. I, I, I've got a theory, well, I, I, but I'll I've get into it. In a theory minute. as well, but I just want to dwell on this image of a street just lined with <laughs> bags and McDonald's and Wendy's and Starbucks and Taco Bell. God, it's beautiful. 
and but but here's the thing like i wouldn't necessarily trust picking up those bags of food either yeah. so so that reminds me of something i had happen at work oh i was um, there for this I, I opened the back door to put a box out oh. and i looked at past our little pile of boxes and i saw a bag brown paper bag with you know the little handle loops and it had a uh sticker you know closing the top of the bag so it had not been opened so i'll walk over there and look and it was a a uh order of ostensibly from like DoorDash or one of those things had a receipt underneath the uh the sticker and it just been left there and i was like going huh that wasn't there like you know fought, not like half an hour ago the last time i had put something out there that wasn't there so like some delivery driver i guess so we have apartments just behind our uh store and notoriously we have a lot of delivery drivers come in looking for apartments because i think their app or maps or whatever they they just use to find takes stuff it just, to our store just they they don't know where the fuck to go now my well, he, well now here's what you do in the back you set up like a little bin and just put <laughs> uber eats doordash here ah that's but not so, a bad but idea I, but i saw that bag and i was like so this isn't very old but i don't trust street i don't trust sidewalk food mike <laughs> mike i, I mean, didn't make the connection but did you know that a lady came in the store later that night asking if some uber eats had been delivered to our store <laughs> oh my god but yeah they just kind of stuck it i think they, they set just it down set it on the part on the the sidewalk our, and uh, left next to our pile of boxes thinking oh that's trash what if it was a drug deal or something that went haywire mm. i don't know i found a i found a bag of cocaine one time at rose's nice what i flushed it down the toilet you should have snorted it yeah, oh I, the sure. hell i am <laughs> could have been baby Excuse laxative <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna clean up the baby all right oh yes yes <laughs> quite now my theory is that this is like some kind of dimensional nexus for undelivered uh and lost food deliveries it's the Bermuda Triangle of food delivery. Well, it's like if there's a black hole that absorbs lost food, then that neighborhood is the white hole that spits it back out. No, no. You know what it yeah. is. What is it, Mike? It's a rogue AI. Ooh. It's like there you go. Chat GPT gained sentience and started like ordering Uber Eats. <laughs> and just like sending them to random vegetarians. Oh wow! Bestowing gifts upon others which it can never truly enjoy. How sad. Yeah, that's sad. But I think the main theory out there is that probably it's people testing um, stolen credit cards. That's possible. That yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the theory that I I I didn't look too deep into it, but that's the general consensus that's actually that I kind gather of, is kind of yeah. uh, interesting. Damn. Good one, yeah. Dave. What's funny in my head, though, is that when I first heard it, I was like, oh, my God, it's probably some veg because it's in L.A. or you know California. It's some veggie nut that's probably sending vegetarian food, which I'm not. So if, I, if that was me getting the food, I'd be like, man, not fucking tofu again. <laughs> like, I, I hate no, Nick, that. Nick. Yeah. yeah. What, what are chicken nuggets made out of? Oh, God. Uh, some meat goop. 
Oh, okay, so like these, like they're getting orders, like like pallets worth of like chicken nuggets. So I don't know if it's a, <laughs> I don't know if it's a vegetarian ordering this. Yeah. No, no that's, that's what I'm saying. Like when you explained oh. it further, though, that it was the other way around. I was like, oh wait. No, this guy's just a dick, and I yeah. find it funny. This, like, no, no, see, it's I, a I, Texan. I was, I was really concerned you didn't know the difference between like vegan that... food and, and meat. <laughs> so, well, I don't understand the, the the difference between vegan food and vegetarian. No, I'm kidding. I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, if you find a vegan and ask them, they will definitely tell you. Yeah, they well, will talk to you about it for a long time. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the joke from the movie Notting Hill, uh, where there's a girl who believes like you don't eat carrots or fruit either? Which means, like, what the hell do you eat? Because she's just like, uh, so these carrots, they've been murdered, yes. Like, I've never met someone like that, but I've met a few vegans and a few vegetarians. But no, I thought it was the way around because usually anyone in that area is hardcore health nuts. Um, mm-hmm. Usually. That's the trope, yeah. right? Um, and it's a trope mm-hmm. for a reason. So I thought, Jesus, uh, man, I would be pissed too if I'm getting all this free food and it's all health shit. But then we were like, <laughs> it's chicken nuggets, and I was like, oh, score, fuck, I take that. score, that, yep. You no, know how hard it is to live in LA or whatever and have to <laughs> rent and food. This is a, my meal. Like I would, I would be happy. Yeah, I, no. I would take the street food. Like the, if I lived in that neighborhood and I heard that was a thing and people are just dropping food off at my door, I'd be like, driving you know, through because, that neighborhood. Yeah, I, I, I would do it. I would do it. I'd be like, okay, no, like I'll take it. delivery. Yep. Yeah. We're poor. Mike, you were gonna say something. I, uh, it's, uh, it's past. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I, I do say I want to write a musical though about this whole thing and how it brings the the whole like this like maybe this one block together. It sounds like a Doctor Seuss story. I legitimately hope that that uh, podcast is a thing that happens. Oh God, yes, that oh, would be amazing. That, yeah, that would like be so it, it cool. sounds like something from um, what's that radio show on NPR? The uh, uh, the, 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 the This American one, Life. Guy. This it sounds like something out of This American Life. Like we're gonna hear about it a year from now. Hi. On there. I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> this week on This American Life, you're going to have to have to listen to me. Sorry. Uh, so guys, that's our first round of stories. I think we should take a bit of a break, mm-hmm. and we will be right back after this. And we're back. And we've got more weird news for the week. So uh, my next one is, you know, I, sometimes I find an article <clears throat> on, uh, say, you know, one of the weird-ass subreddits that I go on. And this Isn't is from, that all subreddits? Yeah, pretty much. But this is uh, f- from phantomsandmonsters.com. Hmm. Uh, oh, does not have a uh, the name of whoever wrote it. Just <clears throat> phantoms, just monsters. You put any UFO shit, they will ban you. Yep. Nope. That's it. <laughs> Flying winged monkey reported in Jacksonville, Florida suburb. Batsquatch. I know. I'm I'm so excited. I always wanted to meet Batsquatch, <laughs> just because he's so unique. <laughs> so a reader swears that they. That's a great way to start a fucking article. A reader <laughs> swears. Now, they're doing it. They did ask it before, but they swear they weren't tripping this time. No. 
Uh, a reader swears that they observed a small monkey with large wings flying away after passing it on a suburban street near Jacksonville, Florida. What did he and his passengers see? Received in May 2017. This is going to sound totally unbelievable, and I swear I saw something like a flying monkey last night. I was driving on a neighborhood street, and this strange animal was on the roadway. I could see its head, and it looked like a monkey to me, but it was small, like the size of a prairie dog or a gopher. I kept saying, what is that? I drove around it, as it would not move, possibly dazed by my headlights. My friend thought it was a possum until we passed it, and we both said, that wasn't a possum. I quickly turned around, and all I saw were huge wings. Way too big for that animal flying away. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm thinking a squirrel got picked up by an owl. Mm. <clears throat> now, uh, where, where was this again? Jacksonville, Florida. It could have been a, a hawk or something. I wonder. <clears throat> yeah, sure. But again, picking up a squirrel. Mike, yeah. thoughts? Um, I know someone in Jacksonville. I could ask them. Hey, there you go. Uh, but then again, like I said, this is a recent article from the 22nd, but the report was from 2017. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, have you yeah. seen any winged <laughs> monkeys around? Yeah. And I love at the bottom of the article, it's a picture of a flying monkey from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. I just, but a monkey. They, so I know it's the picture of the monkey, but like they said, they you. If, did I hear correctly? You did say it looked like a monkey. It was like a monkey a fun- the size of a woodchuck with giant wings. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Mm, I, I'm I again. I'm just gonna go with uh, a varmint. What gets snatched? Well, you know what? Sounds more plausible than a panther in Mississippi. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, shut your freaking pie hole. <laughs> no, my thing here is they didn't say it had wings when they were going past it, but when they looked back, they saw wings. And I'm like, that. that's a thats a small animal that got snatched. Mm. I, I hate to be the skeptic, but um, come on, man. Yes, yes. Let the skepticism flow through you. <laughs> what, what? Stick up your ass fits, then yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. But like, there's some things I'm willing to believe, but this one. Also, I have a feeling like anything that might remotely be misconstrued as a monster is going to end up on phantomsandmonsters.com. Well, and you know what? You're also the one who gave us the dead animal story for for the week. So there you go. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That that little gopher or marmot or whatever the hell it is, it's dead now. The dead animal eaten by the... It's basically just in an owl pellet now. Yeah, yeah. So, some, some fourth grader's going to find it and open and be like, oh, cool bones. Like yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you, Marcus. That's great. Um, so, uh, I, Mike, you must be proud of me for at least not jumping on the... It was a monkey! Well, considering the uh, winged monkey is not high on your pantheon of uh, cryptids... <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. can see how you would be skeptical of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> now, kind of a now, thing. Now, now, if someone had, had reported seeing the skunk ape. Oh, that's different. In Jacksonville, Florida. That's completely like, different. Hell yeah, it's the skunk ape. Yeah. Now, now, 
here's my question. Yeah. How many times would people need to see this before we could officially label it a cryptid? You gotta have my my standard thing is three times or more. Okay, I hope it gets seen about four times. That way, I can make a T-shirt out of it. Okay, the flying monkey of Jacksonville. Yes. <laughs> That's that does sound like it could be their hockey it team. It sounds the like a very very fucking Florida cryptid, doesn't it? It does. Of course, it would also be like high on PCP. I have to say, it'd have to smoke meth to be <laughs> Florida's state-sponsored cryptid. Hey, look, everybody! It's a flying meth monkey. <laughs> 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 okay okay that's a shirt that's gotta be the next shirt it's the flying meth monkey okay so uh mike what have you got next for us toby the flying meth monkey that's what you got for us next no okay all right no so there's a very serious study out of uh-huh. spain uh-oh S- doing serious studies in Madrid, is this is this studying to see how many Spaniards are in Spain? Um, no, no they they've they've discovered that. Okay. Now, see, how do they have time to do studies between all the paella and siestas? <laughs> that's uh, it's, that's probably why this this story seems a little uh, sus. No, more of a no shit kind of thing. Okay, but a study of uh, by urologists in Spain have discovered or have determined that. Erections, there are in fact showers versus growers. So it's not just a lie. No, no. Um, I've known several people that were shocked to discover the truth. I was like, "That's hilarious." (laughs) So, scientists in Spain have uh, settled the important debate: men really can be showers or growers. I'm gonna guess he just sat around watching porn and were like, "Hey, Uh, that dude doesn't have much of a holy shit." Where'd that come from? Examined data from hundreds of men, hundreds, hundreds of top men, top men. What about the bottoms? Found their penises fell along a spectrum of (laughs) added length during erection. Mike, is your penis on the spectrum? I think it is. Now, now, penises in a spectrum, we have these words. I need to hear it from Shaggy, and I need to hear it from Bullwinkle. (laughs) Zoic Scoob, I just found out my penis is on a spectrum. (laughs) Okay, smokes, Rock. My penis is on a spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's some shit I didn't know I needed to hear. Okay. I'm a grower and a shower. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense, Bullwinkle. It's the fur. It's oh. the fur. He's it, he looks he, look, he looks like he's wearing a fur muumuu all the time. I can't. Anyway, uh, so why you do that? Play fraction the fractured fairy tales music. Oh God. <laughs> the urologist didn't uncover any factors associated with having either type of penis, though, and the largest proportion of men were somewhere in the middle. So, you know, a, a growing shower. Well, no, it was more of a you, you, you show some and then grow some versus, you know, you, and then you have you, the facts you, of life. You, 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 <laughs> you look like you look like you have a Vienna sausage, but it turns out to be, you know, a country a blazing. I, I'm sorry. I just I thought that was a good joke. You, you start with a Vienna sausage, you end up with a country pleasing. 
Nah. <laughs> Kevin, that's only really relevant for us. Okay, yeah, but still, I'm it's a brand. It's a real good brand of sausage. Yes, it is a good brand. Mm. Kevin mm. likes that country pleasing. I love. So many times are you going to say penis? Yeah. I love a having more, country probably. pleasing sausage in my mouth. The hot juice is running down the back of so my throat. The, the urologists were earnestly interested in the topic. Oh, I bet. Since Whoa. a penis's ability to stretch when erect could impact the kind of health care they would provide for their to their patients. If someone needed penile surgery, for instance, the best method might differ from someone with a penis that is substantially grows during erection compared to one that doesn't. I just picture the scientists sitting around. It's like, Esteban, why do you keep doing this? I don't know. I just like penises. Well, so, so you know, this is Spain, so they probably like shower more together than we do in the states. So, That's so, a very weird kind of thing to mention. Right? Where? Well, where no, does that come from? I'm just saying that they probably were looking at other dudes' junks and were like, you know, thinking about it. I've never been to Spain, and if that's how it works, I'm never going to Spain. Well, here's the three well, things Kevin, about, like, Spain and tourism. Number one, you have to have the paella. Okay. You have to take a couple of siestas, uh-huh. and you have to shower with several other men. Like, that's oh. that's a Spain trip. Oh. See, we we had a very different Spain trip when I went, like, back <laughs> okay. in 98. Uh, I just, I, there was nothing like that at all. It's <laughs> changed a lot. I'm, I'm just yeah, saying that so. other other countries seem to be more comfortable with that thing than America. I, I like how Mike is indignant now. No, I'm not indignant. I'm just <laughs> he's saying, just explaining. That's Mike's explaining voice. That, yes. That, that, well, that if, if, if you guys just throw it out there, if you ever need something read as Mister Know It All, I will gladly <laughs> do it. I just need uh-huh. to know what it is. Okay, we'll we'll definitely start making some Mister Know It All so, notes for you. So, how about some uh, numbers here? Oh, oh, God. Good, okay. hard, long numbers. Yes. They considered men to be, quote, growers if their flaccid penises grew by more than 56% and showers if they grew by less than 31%. Okay. Roughly a quarter of men belong to each group with the remaining fa- half falling in between the two categories. So there's a third category. So it's not just showers or growers. It's the bastard hybrids. It's it's just kind of there's showers, there's growers, and there's alien expected. Hybrids. Expected. Like like they're oh so so their 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 penis like grows by a small amount, but an expected amount. Like like I know this is science. I know that this is actually like useful information, but it's just really fucking funny to me. Yes. Yeah, no, and it's just very very funny. Again, Esteban just likes looking at dick. That, that That's it took pretty to much the year twenty twenty two, which was last year. This was the this study was done uh-huh. for people to actually like look into this. You know, this really does remind me of Congress uh, when they did the whole. How many times do you have to shuffle a deck of cards before it is officially <laughs> shuffled and well, it costs millions? Well, that I can understand because you have like gaming commissions and they have to like, you know, you wouldn't want in a, in a game of chance, you know, at a casino, you wouldn't want them to arbitrarily say, well, we shuffled this like half of a time. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, they, that's you, fair. You know, they, All right. They I never thought of a that. Standard for okay. That kind of stuff. Okay. Is there a porn commission? Well, you know, in no. Spain, I mean, I'm assuming there is, but they probably don't like 
sit there and have guidelines for the regulation of how hard you have to be <laughs> to be in a porno. Oh, God. I've heard of the Warren Commission, but the Porn Commission? Yeah. The Porn Commission. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, that's great. I didn't know that was a thing anyone needed to know, and so, here we are. So it's a preliminary study, so it has Whoa. not yet been peer-reviewed. Oh. They haven't reached completion yet? They've not reached completion? So so they still have yet <laughs> to uh, reach the climax of their reporting. <laughs> I, I feel I like got nothing we just, to say. Just the tip, I, we, we just have just the tip of this so far. Uh, yeah, the results haven't really come. In. The, these jokes are a stroke <laughs> of genius. I feel like I'm being shafted. Um, oh, boy. So that's, that's a thing. I'm spent. Yeah. Look, can we just agree that we need to keep an eye on this story and see where it goes once it, get, once it gets peer-reviewed? Or at least a hand Oakley, or two. Hopefully up. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for that, Mike. Is there anything else in that story? Um, There was apparently no link between showers versus growers in relation to age or health or uh, smoking. So, smoking. That's so smoking like, does not impact your shower or grower cards. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how much is left of that story because it's entered a refractory period. So yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. 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 Did they? T- so I guess that means they. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. This makes me think of the whole uh, shrinky dink thing. Mm. When you get when you get cold. Like mm-hmm. a scared turtle. Yes. Like a terrified tortoise. <laughs> Uh, that uh, was a fun one. It was. I'm glad I had the dead animal one this week. <laughs> so Mike could bring us this. The penis. The penis. So, <laughs> Peter and the wolf. So, David, what have you got for us now? Okay, so first question, how many of us are familiar with Ghost Adventures? I'm familiar with it, and I never was a big fan. I know uh, okay. of it. Okay. How about you, Nick? I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, it's been a few years since I've watched it, but yeah. Okay, so I'm probably the only one of us here who is considered a fan. You're now, you're an active member of the fan base. I, I am an active fan of Ghost Adventures. Um, like, if you enter my apartment during October, there is a 60% chance that we have Ghost Adventures live streaming on the TV because Discovery Plus does their, like, 24-hour Ghost Adventures channel. Like, that's, okay. I, I watch... Before I met Holly, I watched the show, you know, like casually. When Holly moved in, Ghost Adventures was on all the time. And it has gotten to the point now where jokes and references to the show and dialogue Mm -hmm. has filtered its way into our daily conversation. Like if someone says that they don't understand something, well, there are things in this world we will never truly understand. understand. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so I am a. active fan of ghost adventures also like, known as have, a nerd yeah i i have a lot of thoughts on it which i'm saving for yes. a series of episodes on ghost shows but ghost adventures specifically is going to mm-hmm. have one um but there's currently a lot of drama in the ghost adventures community and subreddit right now oh i can't wait to hear about the drama llama in fact, just recently, the subreddit posted a po- uh, like posted a thing like no more posts about Nick Groff. Who? Uh, how familiar are you with? He the, was in the like the first season, right? 
He was in the first ten seasons. Oh wow! Okay, he was, but he was, he was like there with Zach Bagans. Yeah. Is it yeah. Bagans so, or Baggins? So it, it is technically Baggins, but he pronounces it Bagans because uh, he is very particular. But he also likes to mispronounce words. Like he cannot say Mercury; he calls it Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, well, that, um, that begins the question. Oh, yeah. Um, like, no, it's a it's a current uh, it's a running joke that like Zach has weird ways of saying things that make no sense as to why because he is a writer, but apparently he's not a speaker. Yes. So, um, okay. Fair. So yeah, the, the Ghost Adventure subreddit's having a little fun here right now because it's pretty crazy. Um, it's been fucking fascinating. Okay. So first well, of all, let's uh, a little background here. Uh, the Discovery Warner shakeup. Do we know what that was? Oh yes, yeah. no. We've been following that a lot. Yeah, we're we're all huge nerds here, so yeah. Like, uh, so for for those people who don't know, uh, Discovery purchased Warner Brothers from AT and T, and now it's Discovery Warner. And the their current president. Yeah. Um, he's on a slashing spree, cutting shows and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that entire Batgirl movie was just destroyed. Yeah. Never released. Um, so part of this is that several shows, um, have been canceled or are likely to be canceled. Now, there are a lot of ghost shows on Discovery as a platform. Yes, that includes, um, yeah, yeah. Like very, very weirdly specific ones, but there, there's some fun ones in there. So, um, as of right now, um, these shows are at the risk of cancellation, including the Holzer Files, Portals to Hell, Destination Fear, and Ghost Brothers, which I do love Ghost Brothers. Um, that now, sounds I can like a mystery-solving team. It, it does, but it's it's literally like three dudes who run a barber shop who then go hunt ghosts. It's amazing. Oh my god! Okay, and they do they they do a fun show with Jack Osborne called Fight Club ah, that is basically boy. just or not not Fight Club, Fright Club. Fright. Um, yes. Okay. That's yeah. that. Right. I'm familiar oh, no, with they, that one. They would destroy Jack Osborne, but uh, anyway. <laughs> No, no, but they 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 do like par- they show paranormal videos and they have it's it's fun. Like I really recommend mm-hmm. that one. It's a lot of fun. Okay, but I I can really only confirm that Ghost Brothers and Destination Fear as of now are canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghost Adventures has gone untouched, but it is the biggest ghost show ever. So there you go. Right. Um, a lot of the information about these cancellations of the Discovery Warner Paranormal slate was listed by one Dakota Layden, who uh, in many ways is a protege of uh, Zach Bagans. Now, Zach served as a producer of Destination Fear, which is Dakota's show, uh-huh. and Dakota got his start as a member of the Ghost Adventures crew. He's right. seen in a few episodes and that sort of thing. Then he starts his show. Now, <clears throat> regarding this cancellation... Um, it wasn't even fully confirmed that the show was canceled. It was like kind of like the renewal period. You know how every like early spring... Everything's on the bubble. Yeah, exactly. So Dakota on social media began throwing Zach under the bus regarding cancellation and started making accusations that we've heard before about Zach Bagans um, from other people in the ghost television industry and from former Ghost Adventures host uh, Nick Groff. Like, obviously, Zach Bagans is a problematic figure, um, has a bit of an ego to him. Oh, just a scotch. And, and of course, we we talked about the Dybbuk box incident, which was right. always a lot of fun. Which so, it is completely fake. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I am convinced that he is giving it power. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with the uh, with the uh, the new Kurtz on Kurtz. that one. Yeah. He may have kind of accidentally created a cursed object. So uh, the, the, the main thing here is that like it's the same shit, different day. This is just a continuation of the drama that's dogged ghost adventures for years. You know, if you're the king, they're always going to come after you. Um, right. So. Long story short, it's clear that Zach Bagans is kind of a dick, right? but very successful, good at what he does, and Ghost Adventures has lasted as long as it has at his control, mm-hmm. and he does exert a lot of control over the show and how it's perceived, yes. especially within Discovery. So we can already kind of see where this is heading, I think. Now, Maybe. I'm going to get... In- Okay. Uh, uh, well, so so obviously, like he's kind of a kingmaker if you think of it in those terms. Right. That's he's the he's the one that I'm gives people to... their own shows and puts mm-hmm. them up. Yeah. No, I got you. Well, okay. If you're thinking about a ghost show on TV, what show are you going to think about? Yeah. Who do you go to for help with it? Yeah. Who's the ghost guy of the world right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to get into the weeds a little bit here. I downloaded TikTok for this. That's how you poor son of a bitch. Yes. I literally downloaded TikTok. I gave it like a burner email address and everything like that. Fuck you, China. Um, (laughs) but, um, but no, like, um, like that's how far I went into this. So first of all, I want to throw a shout out to NC state paranormal on TikTok for doing a solid summary of this shit in under five minutes, which really helped me out. Nice. (laughs) Um, So what do you guys know about the role of an executive producer? Um, it depends. If it being a reality show, it usually means kind of helping. So a reality, so they're kind of like this that the showrunner of of a of a reality show, so that they'll push uh, the well, kind of. It depends. Sometimes, uh, sometimes. yeah. It depends. You know, so as far as Zach's role as an executive producer, most of us probably understand that his role is largely just being a famous name attached to a project to lend it some credibility. Credibility. Yeah, and and a lot of times an executive producer is someone that threw money at the project. Yeah, and you know, he, he he's a busy guy. Like, we know that he's a busy guy. He's got his museum. He's got three or four yeah. different TV shows at this point. He's not going to be very hands-on with some things that he doesn't have direct control over. So the drama here is that in uh, that Dakota, in a video on Twitter, mm-hmm. mentioned that as an executive producer, Zach was very hands-off on Destination Fear, and that he really didn't speak up for the show with Discovery Warner, okay. particularly around this time of renewal. With that said, though, Zach being hands-off is kind of an expectation here. I don't know why anyone would expect otherwise. Sure. Now, there were also some accusations among the Destination Fear fandom and kind of obliquely hinted at by Dakota that Zack might have been jealous of how Destination Fear was performing, given it is a younger show and it was recently nominated for some, like, best reality ghost show award along with uh, Ghost Adventures, which is a ridiculous category. Yeah, that is um, completely dumb. I I think that's all speculation as nearly all of this is, but sure. Again, like this is kind of this is the kind of atmosphere that's swirling around here. Yeah, there's a lot of backbiting. Oh, again, a lot of it is he said, she said. But the hilarious thing about this situation is Zach Bagan saying absolutely nothing. He's absolutely gray rocking this shit, not giving it any air, mm-hmm. anything like that. Not really engaged with this in any form. 
So it's basically this Dakota kid throwing a tantrum, and now Nick Groff is jumping on, saying that he would break his silence about why he was no longer with Ghost Adventures post-2014. Uh-huh. He did a video. It was a six-minute video of softball questions and answers, mm-hmm. saying virtually nothing and promoting his own work. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Now... All of this drama goes back to the first few seasons of Ghost Adventures when Nick was more hands-on with the show, and arguably, the I, I would say Nick was probably the largest influence to why Ghost Adventures... So, so obviously, Ghost Adventures kind of become a parody of itself to a large degree. Like, I don't think anyone really can, takes it ser- seriously anymore. That tends to happen anyway, but, like, with a reality show like this, mm-hmm. I mean... How many times are you seriously going to run into a ghost? Right. Now, the first season, though, like the first couple seasons of the show were pretty good. The evidence seemed to be better, uh, Mm -hmm. like visually. The show looked unlike any other paranormal ghost show on TV. It had a definite visual and editing style. It had some real, like... I don't want to say gravitas because that's a weird word, but there's some. it had like a certain weight to it. That it took it more seriously. Because, yeah, and that was because mm-hmm. of Nick. Right. So so Nick uh, does deserve his praise for what the show started off as. Um, but the problem is, Zach ended up taking up a lot of the focus because he actually has presence and some kind of fucked up charisma. Mm-hmm. More than half the reason people watch the show is for Zach's idiosyncrasies. Like, if I tell you, if I ask you, like, who is Zach Bagans, you know who he is, you know how he acts, you know what he looks like. Right. I mean, yeah, hell, he, he was at uh, Dragon Con last year. Mm-hmm. So, this leads to Nick, who's feeling slighted, mm-hmm. creating his own miniseries, Ghost Stalkers, oh, terrible God. name, uh, which was advertised as being from Ghost Adventures. This irritated Zach, who had more or less become the brand of the original show, mm-hmm. leading to a messing falling out in that 2014 period. Now, Nick has never quite stated, you know, because like he obviously doesn't want to get his ass sued. But like the the implication is that like Zach had him frozen out of Ghost Adventures, like demanded like, well, it's either me or it's Nick. And Discovery went with Zach because Zach's the one drawing in the viewers. Right. Like, have you ever seen any of Nick Groff's ghost shows? I haven't. No, I haven't, um, no. It's like, he's like a wallpaper sample. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not a lot going on there as far as presence goes. Mm-hmm. Like, editing and conceptually, like, his um, Paranormal Lockdown series is one that I enjoyed. Not so much for him, but for the concept of it because they stay like a couple of days in a location and that's okay. how you that's how you catch these things right you can't just go one night you have to spend an extended period of time there mm-hmm. so like like Nick he he's a he's a he's a talented guy just he does not have that presence and again that fucked up weird charisma of Zach sure no i understand i mean yeah i mean it's like you got the songwriter and then you got the front man Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and Nick is very much kind of the songwriter here. Right. Um. So, so the icing on this shit cake... Oh, God. ...is that all of this, um, all, all this going on, Dakota and his crew, their show was canceled, but they're now crowdfunding a new show, 
and they have already doubled their initial goal in funding in about a week. Holy crap. So, like, it's not it's not a bad thing for them. Like, they, they sure. produced the show by themselves. They didn't really get much from Discovery aside from funding, and the funding thing is secured. So good for them. Destination yeah. Fear is fine. Way to go. However, Nick Groff is starting a new show called Groff Adventures. Okay, that just sounds like a children's show about, like, a, a monster teddy bear called the Groff. Mm-hmm. It's um, like it. I, I have my own opinions on this thing. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit, but it, it seems likely to me that this mass cancellation of ghost shows with Discovery mm-hmm. Warner is just part of Zaslov's cost cutting. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, ghost Adventures biggest paranormal show on the streamer, probably on Earth, right? Um, being the longest running show, that's what did Destination Fear in. You right. don't need 20 ghost shows if you have the one ghost show that is a reliable yeah. earner. Nothing personally pushed by Zach in this situation, but I don't know and I can't prove much no, but to that. It, honestly, they've got so many, it kind of reminds me of, and I just show my age here, uh, when CBS canceled all the rural-based programming like uh, mm. you know Green Acres and Petticoat Junction yeah. and Mayberry RFD and everything. Because they're like, we're sick of CBS standing for country broadcasting service. It also kind of reminds me of that joke about the History Channel. What, you mean the Hitler Channel? Yes. Yeah, and now it's Ancient Aliens. Because Travel Channel had, like, at one point, like, five different concurrently running ghost shows. And my dad loved all of them. Mm -hmm. Like, they're they're fun. Like, I'm not going to, like, judge anyone for enjoying them or anything like that, because I enjoyed a number of them. Um, But... The, the whole thing that's giving me life about this is just Nick Groff suddenly kind of jumping in and trying to, like, change the narrative. Because mm-hmm. you can tell that he's really hung up on these events. Oh, he's still he's pissed kind off. Of, right. Yeah, and he's latching onto this Dakota thing. But the, the funniest thing about all of this is, like, Zach Bagans has said nothing. Like, he's... I'm not going to say I'm on Team Zach, but Zach is doing the smart play here. Which is let them look like dumbasses. Yeah, because here's right. the thing: if you're if you're coming out of a situation, you're saying that someone is jealous is uh, jealous of you, and they're saying nothing to or about you. Mm-hmm. You've already lost the battle, pretty much. So that's where we're currently at. There is a lot going on right now. The story is developing. I've not really heard much from the Zach Bagans camp, um, right? But like the the Nick Groff thing, like. Again, like a six-minute video full of softball questions, didn't answer the real questions. Like, you know, did you fake that evidence at that one uh, location that you shot out? That that sort of thing. Like, and, and I will talk about all of this when we do our ghost shows episode because yeah. it is a very weirdly kind of like incestuous shyster community because it's they're all linked together. But, like, I know that we had a bunch of people in the Discord wondering about this, so I, I spent a couple hours just, like, I my, I had three pages of notes on this. Holy God. Because there's there's so much to it, I try to simplify it as much as possible. This is a little outside of our wheelhouse for the show, but it yeah, also is very much, it's, it's it's very in, much in the wheelhouse, too. It's in so. there, but yeah. Mike, yeah. have you ever watched any of these shows? Not really. I not See, I haven't back. either, but, like, I'm more of a, uh, I'm not a, a we're going to go out on location and do this. I, I just want to hear the stories, mostly. Mm. So, but that's me. Um, yeah. Thank you for the update, and I'm looking forward to hearing more when we do the episode. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a number of ghost shows. We do have to talk about like uh, Ghost Hunters, for example. The, the yeah yeah from sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, like it's a weird kind of gossipy story, but as someone yeah. who watches a lot of ghost adventures and it being kind of like one of the main things out there for paranormal people, that's right. kind of giving, I wouldn't say one, it gives legitimacy, but it like shines a light on like thinking in paranormal circles because of the techniques used, you know, like the spirit box and um, yeah. All of that sort of stuff. Like those those tools are used. EMF readers, for example. Oh, like yeah. they use the tools of the trade that real investigators use. And they do find a, a good evidence on occasion. But mm-hmm. it's also like again, it's not doing anything great for the paranormal community and it's, ghost hunting community, but it's, it's also yeah. like getting it out there. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so is somebody faking Bigfoot. So mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a certain amount of fuck these assholes that I have. Yeah. Because no, it's I, I, muddying I get the waters. You know, and here's the thing, like half of our listeners are going to be like, oh, this is fascinating. The other half is just going to be like, oh, my God, when is this going to be over? <laughs> well, <laughs> as a bit of a palate cleanser, before we go on to our closing stuff, uh, Mike and I discovered something thanks to Dusty uh, this week. Killermilk.com. <laughs> there is a billboard up in Los Angeles right now that says nine out of ten serial killers grew up drinking milk. And it's got these photos of Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez, and Charles Manson with milk mustaches. And we went to the website and it says, So you think this is a ridiculous statement, don't you? We agree. It is just as ridiculous as Big Dairy's advertising slogan. Nine out of ten U.S. Olympians grew up drinking milk. That's why we put up a billboard at Beverly and Sweetser in Hollywood and plastered posters all around L.A. to expose a deadly truth about cow's milk. We are Switch for Good, an evidence-based nonprofit working hard every day to bring consumers the truth. It then is an entire page about Big Dairy. This is very Discordian. Yes. I Yeah. <laughs> One, dairy kills people. Two, dairy kills the environment. Three, dairy kills the truth. Four, dairy kills cows. Five, dairy kills food justice. Now, did Dairy also kill JFK? Yes. So. Yes, it killed JFK. Okay. Uh, hail Ares, hail Discordia. That was <laughs> the weirdest goddamn thing to discover this week. Um, <laughs> right. Mike was saying, yeah, okay, no, the dairy industry, what was it you said? You were talking about the dairy industry really does kind of suck, but. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. any lobbying group is going to push their own narrative. Right. I mean, just like, you know, the. The automotive lobby and the uh, the gun freaking, lobby and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, they they all the and, egg and, advisory and them, board. Like, you know the the milk lobby probably pushes and the you know beef and everything lobby pushes one thing and I'm sure there's a a produce lobby that probably pushes the other way. And I still feel like uh, vegetarians are just too weak to actually come together as a group. But that's me. I just think they don't have the energy because of poor nutrition. I don't know. You, you want to see a vegetarian with energy, just, you know, ask them, you know, or don't even ask them. Just wait for them to tell you about their... I'm not going near them. Have you ever smelt a vegetarian fart? 
I can't say that I have. You don't wanna. It's bad. Wow. Vegetarians just pissed now. Yeah, yeah sorry lost, guys. Lost all our vegan listeners. Sorry. I'm just saying, like, you well, know. No, well, there's a no, difference my... between vegans and vegetarians. Let me explain it to you for four No, no God say, damn it. I was gonna say if we, you know, if we're harping on vegetarians, well vegans are just right out. Oh god, no. No no, I had an aunt that was a... Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think vegetarian. she was like a uh uh or what's the term? Uh pisca the... pisca something where they eat fish? The fish and the egg. Yes, yeah, it's like piscatarians. Yeah. Well, what's the one where you can only eat fruit once it hits the ground? Because uh, that was a thing. I don't know. Uh, we had a friend that went on something he called a monkey diet, and I'm like, you know, a monkey will eat a Big Mac if you put in front, put it in front of it. Yeah, I remember Indiana Jones being on that for like a movie. So yeah, yeah, killed yeah, monkey brains. <laughs> yes. But it's it's just this whole website trying to take down, and they keep putting in all caps. Big, big dairy, big dairy. Truth is, like big to, mommy milkers. Oh god damn it! <laughs> Truth is, like tobacco, dairy is a stone cold killer. Yeah, I think there's you know a bit of false uh, dichotomy there. Uh, yes, yeah. tobacco was terrible. And did a lot of lies, and I'm sure the dairy industry lies about their product, but the the scale of their detriment is way different. Yeah. I mean, sure, milk isn't the best for you, and there, yes, there are a lot of people that can't Guys. drink milk. Guys, they have it, a podcast. Of course they have oh, a podcast. Of course. Switch for good podcast, my God. But, you know... Well, you're, mm. I'm not going to get secondhand lactose intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that happened. Just, uh, just just walk by a cheese pizza and shit yourself. Yep. Nope. That happened to me one time. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Totally happened. Wow. There's a lot of episodes of their podcast. We're going to have to probably listen to a couple of them and then talk about them on the next week in weird. Fiber is our favorite F word. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> wow. Find your inner water tiger. Wait, what? Weapons of mass a, distraction. Is this just like a front for the Hydro homies? I don't know. Do you think these are the kind of people that say you can subsist only on sunlight? Oh, maybe, maybe. Like, nah, this just sounds like a front for the Hydra homies. Have great sex with juice. OJ. <laughs> Don't so you think you, I would have done it because I love her so juice? much? You legit stick your thing in juice. That make no. No, no. That's acidic. It's, it's acidic. It's bad. It's all I bad. I was going to make a Sunny D joke, but. Oh. <laughs> What have we got? OJ, purple stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Hawaiian punch. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> God. So uh, I've heard of the donkey punch, but what's the Hawaiian punch? Uh, you get hit in the back of the head with a surfboard. Because of a, because of a, uh, because of an idol. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I, yeah. I'm very proud of you for that one. Thank you. So, <laughs> so we, we've, We've gone through our, our little news things here, David. I think it's time for X to give us something. 
Okay, so uh, again, this is me browsing the paranormal board on 4chan. I found a thread that has a question. Oh. I want us to answer this question, and then I'll, I'll read some of the replies. Okay, um, great. And, and, and when you answer the question, I would love for Nick to go first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the question is, how do you protect yourself from vampires who want to drink your blood? Uh, garlic? Okay. I, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's think outside garlic, though. Do we have anything else? Um, hmm. I don't do anything because they don't exist. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's on brand. Yep. That's a mic answer for you. Yep. I was going to say, you know, the, you know, those uh, big foam things you wear around your neck when you've been in an accident and you have whiplash. Oh, yeah, the, the, the neck. Yeah, the neck brace. Yeah, you just wear one of those all the time. Or, or you wear one of those neck pillows. That way you can take a nap wherever you're at. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if it... And if, if it's full of air, it'll pop and it'll scare the vampire off. They're just looking for, like, a good, you know, vein or artery. They could just go for, like, your your thighs or your, uh, you know, inside your arms. Your yeah. Biceps. Okay, there's, so there's maybe nice big big veins there. Maybe the garlic is the way to go. You wear like uh like garlic scented stuff from like Black Phoenix Phoenix Alchemy Lab. There you go. So you just reek of garlic. Yeah, so I, but... I'm gonna say that their answers are a little more creative than us. Oh really? Because mm -hmm. I like I thought ours were creative to the point of realism. So 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 you stink of garlic all the time. Yes yeah. yes you're safe from vampires, but you're also and women. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you're safe from the uh, from love interests as well. Yes, that is one of the answers on this this thread. So I, I uh, how about I read some of their solutions sure. here? Oh please do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The first suggestion. Think really hard so your blood pressure increases and they blow up. Oh, that uh, is awesome. I would think that would just... It, it, I don't think they, they would blow up so much as you're just, you know, giving them more of what they want. Just yeah, like, but if you, you go, go from... You go from being, like, a, a juice box to being, like, you a know... A squeezed juice box. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, ever had, you ever had, like, yeah, you ever had, like, a juice box and, like, one of your friends, like, squeezes it as your... And then, like, it just, like, hits you? Yeah, it's like playing yeah. slap bag. Mm -hmm. Huh? It's, 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 it's with bagged wines. Oh, the slap okay. the bag, okay. yeah. Slap the bag, yeah. Someone's oh, okay. drinking from well, the you know, wine maybe, bag and maybe that's what, you slap uh, it. Maybe that's what vampires do, like, as a joke. Someone's, like, you know, <laughs> chowing down on someone, and another one, like, goes, boo! And they're like, ah! And just, like, Blood squirts all over the other vampire, and they're like, hey, ha, 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 ha. "Hey, blood squirted out my nose! You freaked me out so bad." Yeah. Do, do you think if a vampire drinks like negative blood, they get kind of gloomy for a little bit? Ooh, I don't know. Do you think? Oh man, I if I were a vampire, I would like drink typo negative exclusively just because of the band. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, you'd be a goth vampire. Yeah. Can you I, is like, there another kind? Yeah, I mean, you could be like a happy poppy vampire. There aren't enough okay. of those. Here's another one. Okay. When they're biting you, just sneeze so the blood squirts out and they start to cough and choke. That's, okay, that's the that's same, same thing. thing. Yeah. It's the yeah, same yeah. goddamn so thing. We're, we're starting to get there. We're starting to get there. Okay. Um. Here's another one. Have love in your heart. Keep all fear out of you. Sounds impossible, but it's like poison to them. This, no, bless my enemies till death. No, it's not. That, that's nowhere in the, uh, in the source material. Motherfucker, I saw an interview with a vampire. <laughs> 
Okay, here, here's Claudia one would have been fine and dead, but here's one that we already have. Um, okay, I eat a lot of garlic, and I only shower like once every three weeks. Most every oh. stays away from me. Oh my god, he must go to a lot of cons. Oh, there were a wow. Gross. Oh. wow, wow. This is person wow. must not have any friends. Well, I'm not his friend. That's um, disgusting. Here's here's an interesting one. Uh-huh. Vampires can only legally drink the blood of other vampires. If you eat animals, you are a vampire because you feed off the life of another being. The only way to not be a vampire is to be the source of your own energy, like the sun. Uh, uh, vampires cannot suck the life force out of those who embody the sun. Step one, stop eating animals, any cooked food. Step two, eat raw fruits and vegetables. Step three, stay in the sunlight all day. That's not how the vampires work. That's not how that works. That's not how no. any of that works. You, congratulations, you turned yourself into a vampire V eight. Well, okay, they they do clarify this a little more. Oh, oh, like oh that, thank uh, God. It sounds like mm-hmm. that yogi that claimed he lived on like sunlight. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. like I was saying, those weird sunlight assholes. To expand on this post, I'd like to mention vampirism is an archetype of consciousness. Anyone can be a vampire. The main Uh, trait of a vampire is being so parasitic to other beings' energy. If you'd like to learn more about how not to be a vampire, aka how not to be vamped, check out these person's page on Instagram. And I'm not going to read their Instagram because I cannot vet it. But yeah, so... That's, That's not how any of this works. So, so that's about all I have. That's where the discussion's wow. at so far. Wow. People are mostly posting in uh, reply to the cute goth girl used to, as the thread photo. Of course. So, yeah. Oh, what a banger. <laughs> Fanger, you mean? F- oh, Christ. Yeah. I'd let her let her suck my blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Nick, do you regret being on? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh God! It's been good having you on, man. We need to get mm-hmm. together again sometime. This is this has been fun. Oh yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys having me on. This has been a blast. Not a problem. And remember, go to uh, Kickstarter, look up Excavator, and back Nick's comic. It is looking real damn good. Now, now, Nick, where are you at on these socials? Where's the best way to get a hold of you and get updates on these things? Yeah, uh, you can go for uh, just my overall general social media, like Instagram and, uh, uh, wow, my brain died on me, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprisingly still holding out on that one. Uh, it's uh, good, bad, geeky, all one word. Uh, and then uh, for Excavator's uh, Facebook uh, page you can go to facebook.com forward slash excavator comic and I think that's another good spot too uh, awesome if your Facebook is more your speed now, now how many days left do you have on the campaign at this point at the time that we are recording this right now uh, it is uh, seven days okay they're, they're still uh, okay yeah like so yeah if you're listening to this um, go go check out the the Kickstarter Check out what Nick does. You know, make sure you like support artists. You know, because we need that more than ever right now. Artists are under attack. Yes. Yeah. If if I could be a little serious for a second. Yeah. I yeah. You're you're right. And I mean, especially with the way the algorithm across the board has changed and all the things, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah. it makes it harder for 
artists, no matter what size, to um, to have people find them uh, through natural means, right? Um, so uh, right. all being unfortunately caught in this self-sufficient, self-sustaining loop or non-self-sustaining loop, right? Where we're not getting new eyes on the project, unfortunately, just because the algorithm is designed, has been turned against us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're really happy to help you promote that. And I've already backed it. So I highly recommend you go out and do that. And uh, we'll keep you updated. And yeah. please keep us updated on that, Nick. Oh, yeah, I will. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. Not a problem, man. And uh, that leaves me to say you can find all your information about our show at supernatpod.rocks. We are on Mastodon at supernatpod at horrorhub.club. David, is there anything you'd like to promote for yourself? Yeah, um, this weekend hit up Seraven.com. That is S-E-R-R-V-E-N. That is the anthology site for the Cosmic Dash side stories. I just finished up a comic I am very proud of, and I even wrote a little five-page uh, short story continuation that kind of continues the horror vibes. If you like robots and you like like death in space, I think you're going to really enjoy it. But I'm, I'm just very pleased to kind of move that story forward. So Absolutely. please check it out. Yes, definitely. Mike, what would you like to plug? Um, so, so I have this thing I've been working on. It's this thing I've discovered that when I lay down and close my eyes, something in- interesting happens. And uh-huh. I, I want to give this more, uh, more research. So, what 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 is that called? I haven't come up with a term for it yet. Okay, awesome. But, but, you know, I think everybody should try laying down and closing their eyes. And it, it, sometimes you see, like, things happen, almost like, you know... TV? Imagining things, yeah. Oh, wow. Really cool. With pictures. Yes, but you don't... <laughs> There's our Futurama reference. <laughs> so, so, I, so, so I'm, I'm going to give that some more thought and uh, study, and I'll report back. Sounds good. Great. All right. I'll take eight. <laughs> so that leaves me to say thank you everyone for listening we could not do this without you again supernatpod.rocks and you can find our patreon as well there so until next time stay safe and stay frosty goodbye really just a heart full of goodness will get rid of vampires Oh, Mike's dead. Or he's doing that short dead thing. Little death. (laughs) Uh, The little death requires... Oh, no, I guess it doesn't require a partner. No, no, it doesn't. Not at all. (laughs) 